Welcome back to Alpha and Salt, the Random Alpha Podcast with your host, Alpha DeWolf. And Salt Pepper. Discussing whatever we can think of. Now we're uh, an extra week later. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love how every single time we come into one of these episodes, our first thing we just talk about is how we're an extra week late or something along the lines of that. Never changes. It's always like that. Why are we this way? I don't know. <clears throat> Neither do I. <clears throat> Jeez, I've done a lot of filming today. My voice is so... It's already tired, but we still gotta do this, because we've got news! Yeah. And yeah, we missed some from last week, too. Oh, well, yeah. Not last week, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been a, a while ago. I just keep, kept on forgetting to put it in our notes today, but, yeah. But we'll talk about that later, because we got something even more important to talk about, because, well... We're Apple fans. What do you expect? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, peak performance event happened, and wow, do I have thoughts. Uh, and I don't, because I haven't seen it yet. So. Yep, as yeah. always, Salt has no idea what has happened in the news, because he doesn't pay attention to it. So, uh, what did happen? To... So, first thing that happened is we got a new... TV Plus commercials. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, that was such a bore fest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, TV Plus commercials. I mean, I, I'm a paying subscriber for TV Plus, but, I mean, <laughs> wow. that those. I'm sorry, I am not interested in most of this stuff, except one trailer I saw kind of caught my eye, but unfortunately, they don't have many details of it released yet, so. Mm-hmm. Not working out. Though obviously there's more stuff than just TV Plus trailers. Um, there's a new iPhone color. Oh yeah, what is it? Uh, what do you think of green? I mean, depends on the shade, I think. Well, the iPhone 13, and for a first, the iPhone 13 Pro... The Pro gets a new color this time. That's a first. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're now available in green. The 13 is in just green, and then the 13 Pro, because they have to come up with these cool names, it's in alpine green. Huh. So those are the new colors. Uh, let me actually get that pulled up here, assuming I have control over my computer. Hello. Where's the... Ah, okay. Uh, and then for some reason, my numpad isn't working, so I got to click it. All right, um iPhone 13 green. Uh, Images. So, yep, uh, anyone watching the video podcast, this is what the greens look like. Okay. And Salt can't see. Yeah. (laughs) Unless he Googles it real quick. Yeah, I probably should do that. Um... So, what do what are your thoughts on the new car? Um, the thirteen, I think, is fun. Oh, uh, that's um in the way. Uh, let me see. What is it? Okay, I want to. My numpad isn't working for some reason, so I have to click the stuff manually. Um. Hmm. Oh shoot! Your face is showing. Why? Uh, I'll go into editing and just take it out. That'll be easy. Whose face is? 
Uh, you're, you know how they have those icons for a face? Oh, yeah. Uh, wrong one. There. There, I put my thing covering it. Yeah, for some reason, um, it's showing your face on that icon instead of the one we have set for you for some reason. I don't know why it's doing that, but... All right, I'll, I'll just go... Editor's note, take care of that in post. I'll get your face censored because I know you don't want to show it just yet. All right. Even though you already have viewers asking to show it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, uh, yeah, so that's the green. The regular 13, I think it's fine. Um, I'm just not too sure because green, when they did the midnight green last time, I thought it looked like barf. Yeah. Yeah. With the 11 series, I thought it looked like barf. It did not look good. So I have yet to see it in person before I make some actual judgments because as we all should know, the color differences between the website images and the actual device in person, <laughs> Really big difference. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to reserve those thoughts for uh, until I see it in person. All right, so uh, the iPhone 13 is now in green. Uh, we have a new iPhone SE, the iPhone SE 3. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. It's now $30 more expensive. Uh and you want to know what got upgraded? Uh, what? We got the new A15, which is the same chip in the iPhone 13 series, mm. and 5G. Um, wait, that's it? That's literally it. Nothing else has changed ex aside from software features. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't understand why everyone thinks 5G is this big deal. Because it's not. Mm. Not So, that. yeah. Um, yeah, this iPhone, not exactly all that interesting. Um, we did get a new iPad, though. A new iPad Air. Oh, yeah? So, I'm going to tell you something crazy right now. So, yeah. remember when we talked about the iPad Pro, how it's powered by... The same chip that's in the new MacBooks, the M1, and how it's just completely overpowered. Yeah. You're not going to believe what is inside the iPad Air. The new chip? Or... Guess which one. Uh, I don't know. I... It's the M1. Wow, what a toughie. <laughs> Why? The iPad Pro already can't take advantage of this chip. What do you think the iPad Air is going to do with it? Uh, I don't know. It looks better. I don't get it. On advertising? That's what I meant. I, I mean, yeah, it looks good in advertisements, but in the real world, it makes no difference. Right. I just don't get it. This is so nuts. Why does it have the M1 chip? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it also got a... It also now has center stage, which is a really nice feature. I want that. Yeah. Um, the cellular version now has 5G. Still no flash, even though the iPad Pro has a flash and the Mini has a flash. Mm-hmm. Which I found rather interesting. 
Um, they traded the green and the rose gold colors for a pink, which honestly I don't notice the difference because pink and rose gold, they look the exact same. Yeah. And purple. Oh, and they traded the silver one for a starlight as well. I see. So, yeah, new color refresh. Uh, powered by the M1, which is completely overpowered. Oh, yeah. And now we start getting into absolute insanity te- territory right now. This was the biggest highlight of the entire event. Event. Oh, what happened? We got a new entirely different Mac category. I recommend you go to Apple's website right now. Okay. Uh, let me. Let me hop on there really quick. Okay, so under Mac. The Mac Studio, is that? Oh, yeah. Wow, wait, what? what is that? So, um, it's basically a Mac Mini that's twice as tall, but with absolutely insane, um, <laughs> it has the M1 Max chip as the base processor. Yeah. Which is the chip that's more powerful than the one I have in my laptop. Right. It's also the terribly named chip. Why did they call it M1 Max? I don't know. <laughs> it's such a terrible name because now we have M1 Max as in M1 Apple computers. And now M1 Max as the name of a chip. Mm-hmm. It's so terrible. But either who, uh, M1 Max is the base chip, which is the w- chip more powerful than this. 16-inch I have in front of me. But also we got an entirely new chip. Right. M1 Ultra, which is basically taking, I kid you not, two M1 Maxes and stitching them together. Huh. Which is quite, so it delivers pretty much nearly double performance. Oh, wow. So we already got insane performance with our laptops now, and now we got double insane performance with the Mac Studio. Because the Mac Studio, guess what, has this M1 Ultra chip. Yeah, that's really impressive. (laughs) It's nuts. I can't wait to see the Geekbench scores and all of that for this thing, because we are, this is top insanity right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Anywho, let's actually get to more interesting things aside from the chip, because I know you don't care about it. We already know. It's insane. So let's talk about the Mac Studio itself. The Mac Studio, like I said, it's basically this Mac Mini, but twice the height. Right. Uh, Features that new insanely powerful chip, but the biggest thing about it that I am excited about is its connectivity. Yeah. So... The Mac Mini has... Let's just talk about the M1 Mac Mini right now, the one with the M1 chip. Um, I considered getting that for my music set because I have nowhere to fit a computer, basically. So I thought, okay, Mac Mini. But I ran into a problem with the connectivity. The connectivity on just the regular Mac Mini, it has, well... Uh, two USB-A's, which both of them will be occupied by 
my uh, musical keyboard, my MIDI keyboard, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact music term for it, but it's basically the one with 80 keys on it. And then my mixer. All right. So both of those type A ports will be taken up with those two connections. Um, there is an HDMI port, which I'll use for a display, except I'm a dual monitor person. Oh, all right. Yeah. So I'll be using one of the Thunderbolt ports for a second display. And that pretty much just leaves one Thunderbolt port left along with the Ethernet port. Mm-hmm. My problem is the connectivity is basically going to be filled up most of the time. There, and there's not much room for if I want to plug in a flash drive or and such like that. It's I'm basically out of ports once I connect everything to it. So you're saying this just isn't for you? Yeah, it's... It's just not for me. And I could totally get by with the M1 chip. I mean, I'm a dual monitor person. The M1 only supports up to two displays at a time. Right. And it, but once again, I'm just filling up all of those ports. So I, I can't do it. So I, but here's the thing. The Mac Studio, it has, a, first of all, um, up to six Thunderbolt ports. Yeah. First Mac ever, other than the Mac Pro, the Mac Pro has had six Thunderbolt ports before, but first Mac ever, other than the Mac Pro, to finally have more than four Thunderbolt ports. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I better clarify this. The M1 Max chip, um, the M1 Max only has four Thunderbolt ports on the Mac Studio, but if you get the M1 Ultra chip, that's what gets you the six Thunderbolt ports. Oh, okay. So, yeah, better clarify that real quick. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we have those six Thunderbolt ports, two USB-As, an HDMI, um, 10 gigabit Ethernet, which is a step above the regular Ethernet that we get on most Macs. All right. Um, and an SD card slot. And a headphone jack that they call it their pro headphone jack. It's because it supports... Um, a slightly higher grade of headphones. Wait, that's it? That's the basic way I'll put it. That's that's why they call it Pro. Yeah, oh. so... Uh, that, yeah, that's pretty much all the connectivity. Huh. So... Obviously, this is the Mac to get, right? Because, I mean, it's already got insane performance with the M1 Max as the base chip. Um, I have... Uh, let's just say so many ports available after I connect everything. Yeah. Oh, I should probably tell you the monitors that this uh, Mac Studio can support. Um, it can support up to four 6K displays plus a 4K TV. Oh, wow. So that's a total of five monitors. Yeah, that's quite a bit. For a multi-monitor person like I am, that is very appealing. Mm -hmm. I can see that. So, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is nuts. Uh, what else about it? Uh, there's other details. Oh, one other performance thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. So, 8K footage, you know how exporting videos on our current Macs, I mean, we basically handle 1080p footage. 
But 4K takes it up a notch and takes longer to export. Mm -hmm. This thing can handle up to 18, not 4K, but 8K streams of footage. Oh, wow. That's... I, I didn't even know 8K was like... to do that. I <laughs> know. I mean, technically, I believe the highest... The highest camera I'm aware of that can shoot up in the highest resolution, I believe, is up to 12K. But don't quote me on that. That's just what I've heard. So 12K is the highest I've heard of. Mm -hmm. Uh. So, yeah, 18 streams of 8K. That's still really (laughs) impressive. Yeah, that is nuts. And especially for video editors like us. Oh, yeah. Even though we don't even have a single camera that can shoot in 8K. Well, yeah, but still. But yeah, just to, just imagine the overhead this thing brings for us. Because we're not even filming in 4K yet. We're still 1080-60. Right, yeah. I, I hope to get to 4K in the future. But right now, uh, internet is just not my biggest friend. And I cannot upload those huge file sizes. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah, that is nuts. So, the Mac Studio, it sounds very appealing, especially to me, because it's got the connectivity that the, well, basically the connectivity that I'm looking for. It's got insane performance that I'm looking for as well, but just in the wrong form factor. In fact, I'll get into the more weeds on that. So Mac Studio, it's really appealing. In fact, I better mention this real quick. Uh, We also have a new display as well that came alongside it. Though I'm very disappointed in the display just because of a few reasons. So um, on the website here, right beside Mac Studio, there's the studio display. Okay. It's basically the larger 27-inch 5K IMAX panel, but in its own separate housing. Huh. And basically an external, basically an external monitor form versus just iMac form. Oh, okay. So, and by no means is this a bad panel, but I can't say it's worth, what's the price, $1,600? Oh, wow. So, it's a 27-inch 5K. That's, again, same panel that's in the iMac. Up to a brightness of 600 nits. Um, color accuracy is tuned to professionals. Right. For color grading and such. So, again, we could use this. And it is appealing, though it does not have the HDR support like the Pro Display XDR does. You know, the $5,000 monitor without a stand. Oh, yeah. I, I still can't believe they made a monitor that's $5,000 yeah, without a stand. That, that was weird. <laughs> that, that is nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, 27 inches, 5K. Um, can't get the same brightness levels as the HDR of the Pro Display, but it's not bad. And by no means is this a bad panel. It's just there's a couple things about it that I don't like, but there's two other things, three other things I have to mention. Um, one thing that separates this monitor compared to most, uh, this one has a built-in webcam. Huh. Um, the same one that, well, it's a 1080p, no, 
No, actually it's a 4K webcam and there's a reason why it's a 4K webcam. Uh, why? This monitor also has a webcam with center stage. Oh, wow. Wait, what does, what is that? <laughs> anyway. Center stage real quick. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it. So basically it's a feature that tracks your movement, say, I really wish I could give a demonstration, but I don't have anything with center oh. stage. So it's a feature that will basically map where you're standing and do everything it can to keep you in the frame. So even if you walk off of the frame, it will basically pan around with the ultra wide camera to keep you in the Whoa. frame. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool, especially for a monitor because a monitor, it's not moving anywhere. It's stationary. So what if you have to move slightly off camera to grab something? Right. That is helpful and very handy. Mm. I really like that feature, center stage. Sounds sick, yeah. Mm -hmm. It also has built-in microphones, which is something I really don't know any other monitor has, to be honest. Apple says they're studio quality, but I'm going to listen to them first before I say they're studio quality. And that's because from where they're mounted, they're mounted on the top. Right. They're mounted on the top of the monitor for some reason, which is not near your mouth at all. So there's already going to be a higher signal to noise ratio. I'm getting into audiophile mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Have I told you I'm an audiophile now? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I'm officially an audiophile. Okay. <laughs> I discovered that at my class. So. Alright. Uh, yeah. So, so we got that. Uh, oh, uh, that's why I can't shut that off. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to wait before I say those microphones are studio quality. I want to hear them first. And then, also, this monitor has built-in speakers. Not surprising, but this is Apple we're talking about. <laughs> Their speakers are always impressive. Yeah. So, $1,600, though. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this display being at $1,600? And keep in mind, it's, the panel itself is pretty good. 27 inches, 5K, very color accurate. Bright as some of the brightest displays we have on our laptops. Um, also with the built-in webcam and microphones and speakers. I mean, wh what do you think of the price tag on it? Um... I don't know, honestly. I mean, I don't see myself getting this, but uh, maybe it's a little overpriced. I don't know. I think it's overpriced, to be honest. And I know it's got these features that are that definitely separated from the pack. And if you really like those features, cool. And I don't know about you, but I personally think this monitor looks the best out of every monitor I've ever seen. So, but there's a couple things that I just can't pull the trigger on. Yeah. Okay, well, this thing does come with the stand, at least. This monitor does come with mm -hmm. the stand. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out how I can get this monitor to apply to my workflow, and I just can't fit it in. First of all, I'm a big screen person, and even though you can say 27 inches, that's a big display. Yeah, that is quite big. 
except uh, back when we actually finally got back into podcasting, down in that room I was previously in, I got a little accustomed to a 32-inch display. Oh. Yeah. Now, I have seen the 27-inch in person. I have seen multiple 27-inch monitors in person. And honestly, I think they're fine. I think they pass as I would buy Mm -hmm. it. But here's the thing. If I'm going to be working, and when I work, I need as much screen real estate as I can possibly get, I'm going to want more display. And 27-inch, 32-inch, I'm going to lean towards more display. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest reasons why 27-inch compared to 32-inch. If this was a 32-inch monitor, okay, I will definitely reconsider this. But it's not. Yeah, it's not. And I've also been eyeing a couple of monitors on Amazon. I can get that pulled up real quick. Uh, let me get the camera popped up too. Is it blocking my name? Yes. Because actually for once, I have a website that displays my real name. All right. Um, actually, let's... Oh, wait. I can't see my list from here. All right. Um, Samsung 4K... It's one of the first options that pops up, so it shouldn't be that hard to find. Ah, there we go. Um, Okay, there it is. Something like this. And I'll quickly text you a link. Uh, Messages. Oh, note to self, delete that because it's showing your icon again. All right, I sent you the link so you can check it out too. This is the monitor that I'm currently eyeing. Oh, yeah. 32 inches. I mean, this one here says refurbished, but there's new ones available that Mm -hmm. I can find. Um, It's got a Samsung panel, and I personally, I prefer Samsung over LG. The company that makes the display on the Apple monitor is LG. I just prefer Samsung. That's just me. But so... Yeah, it's got a Samsung panel. It's 32 inches, 4K. 4K is my minimum now for getting monitors, even for my music setup, even though resolution on music production doesn't matter because you're working with audio and not visuals. (laughs) Once again, once you blow this up to 32 inches, it's going to be a little easier to start seeing pixels. So, yeah, 4K is my new minimum. Um, refresh rate is still 60 hertz. Yeah, not to mention the new monitor that came out. It's $1,600 and it doesn't even have ProMotion. Huh. Which, yeah, I kind of miffs me a bit, to be honest. So I don't care about that in terms of the actual working and function of it. Because 60 hertz is still fairly smooth. But I can definitely tell the difference between 60 hertz on my side monitor here that I'm currently streaming... I'm currently using to display OBS on versus the 120 on my MacBook's display. Mm. I do notice it. Oh, yeah. 
pretty big of a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very big difference. So this is the monitor I'm currently eyeing. 32 inches, 4K. Um, it does. It's also a color accurate display. It has built-in speakers too, though I highly doubt I'll be using it because, well, <laughs> Apple makes better speakers. So, but yeah, that's the monitor I am currently eyeing. Mm -hmm. So th that that's just the biggest thing that I'm trying to look. Okay, could I put a 27-inch display somewhere else? And like, I wouldn't even mind doing using a 27-inch for maybe writing scripts or something. Right. Or doing general home style stuff like managing taxes and well, basically yeah. stuff like that. But if I'm actually working, which is what I'll mostly be doing with these displays, I need more. I, mm. I need more real estate. So, yeah, it's a good monitor, great panel, aside from the fact that it doesn't have ProMotion especially at this price i really think it should have it i really think the pro display should have it too it's not hdr mm -hmm. so even though honestly hdr nobody cares about hdr i don't even film in hdr yeah, so yeah i i just i can't find an application for it so that's basically how i like to justify all of my expensive stuff can i find an application for it that I will consistently use. And you just don't. And I just can't, I can't even find an application for it. So, yeah. I wanted to give it a try. I really did. But I just can't find a, I can't find a way to justify $1,600 for okay. it. So, and that's basically what came oh, out at the fair. event. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. But oh, oh, I also have to finish my thoughts on the Mac Studio because I'm actually running into a okay. big problem. What, what is it? So, all right, I got the laptop now. That's part of my plan. Get the laptop first. So I, whatever happens, I at least have a Mac I can take with me anywhere. So now I'm working on the desktop side because, I mean, laptops are great, but they have their limitations. Example, screens. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 16 inches, it's amazing on this laptop. I have, I feel like I have more breathing room, but I would still like more. Like for example, I'd like, I'm currently plugging into my Acer monitor to display OBS to make yeah. sure everything looks right while still going off of the Mac's display or the MacBook's display as well, just to give me more breathing room. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, oh. um, well, 16 inches isn't enough. It's good for a laptop, but once again, uh, it's a laptop. It's It's got this limitation, so I'm ready to move to desktop yeah. setups. Except I got a slight problem. So, I already said I can't get the M1 iMac to apply. I want an iMac for my editing desk, and the reason for that is because I don't like having a ton of stuff on my desk, even though if you take a look at it, there's a whole bunch of junk piled yeah. on top of it <laughs> yeah i'm trying to get it cleaned up and that's the reason why i got the type of desk i did it's so that way i am forced to not have as many items on my desk but once again i'm with the imac the current 24 inch powered by m1 and i want it to be powered by apple silicon because i'm done with intel at this point All right. for well, very yeah. obvious reasons <laughs> 
Uh, once again, same issue with the M1 iMac in terms of display. It's 24 inches. That's just not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. But that's not the only problem. Um, with my iMac that I'm planning, at least this is the... We'll get to more details on that. With the iMac that I was planning on getting, I was also planning on getting two 32-inch displays, one to go on each side of it, just to give me plenty of screen mm -hmm. real estate. Plenty of breathing room. I know it sounds excessive, but this is... I value my screen real estate. This is why yeah, I like yeah, big I screens. I, I like big screens as well. So. Mm -hmm. so I could have justified the iMac if it was a 27-inch one because I'd still have two 32-inch monitors beside it, right. which is plenty yeah. of breathing space. So... But it, there's a problem with the M1 chip. And remember how I mentioned the Mac Mini? It only supports up to two displays at a time. Yeah. I could only... With the M1 iMac, I can only hook up one display to it. Because it has oh. a built-in one. That's two displays. Yeah, it's maxed out. Good. Yeah, so it's already a no-go because I can't even hook up two 32-inch displays. So that yeah. doesn't work. That and it, the GPU, the biggest thing that makes a difference in video editing, um, it's coming with half as many cores as my MacBook has. And I've already mentioned, I think I would like to have my Mac to have my desktop Mac to have more performance than my laptop Mac. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it just obviously wasn't designed for the stuff I'd be using mm -hmm. it for. So, we got a problem, though. Yeah, we kind of do. With the with the desk, the desk setup, this is what I'm talking about, desk setup. The 27-inch iMac is gone. Right. So. Yeah, if you go under the... I mean, they still sold the 27-inch iMac alongside the M1 24-inch, but if you take a look at the website now, it's gone. Hmm. That's right. Yeah, the I'm looking at it right here. The 27-inch iMac is missing from this. Choose your Mac under the desktop well, tab. That's not good for you. Yeah, so that means the only iMac right now that is brand new is that 24-inch, and it doesn't fit for me. Well, that's not good. Yeah, that really bites. So. I've had to come up with other alternatives okay. to this idea. So, the Mac Studio, it comes with the M1 Max as default, but it starts at $2,000. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, I forgot to mention the price. So, M1 Max I'm completely fine with because like I said, the performance in my laptop, it's stupid mm -hmm. good. It's so stupid good. And this M1 Studio is coming with the chip above it. Okay, well that's good. So, okay, performance, it's not a problem. But? But I, I don't have my desktop Mac anymore for on the desk because okay. Apple got rid of it. So I figured, but I also need a Mac for my music setup. Right. So I figured, okay, is there somehow, some way, I can power both of these setups 
with the same desktop Mac, the Mac Studio. Did you figure out a way? That's the thing. Unfortunately, I can't get that to work for the quite literally the exact same problem I have. Here I'm my desktop setup. It's going to require um three monitors because well, now now I'm going to have to get three separate monitors because the iMac comes with the display. Now I can't even get a computer that comes with mm -hmm. a display. So yeah, so I have to buy one extra external monitor for the desk, so that's up to three. But that's not all. Oh, yeah. With this Mac Studio, not only am I powering three monitors on my desk, I have two monitors I need to power for the music right. set. Now, this M1 Max, it is capable of handling all of these monitors. It's, it can do five okay. monitors at a time. So, it can do that, but here comes the problem. Um, five monitors. How many ports do I need to plug in five uh, monitors? Five. I'll use the HDMI for one. Um, and then I'll have to use, because I'm getting the M1 Max model, there's no way I'm going to be able to justify the price tag for the M1 Ultra, because that starts oh, at wow. $4,000. That's good. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, it's a heavy price tag. So, so that means I'm taking up all of my Thunderbolt ports. Mm -hmm. No Thunderbolt ports for expandability. Um, the two USB-A's that it has are going to be occupied by the yeah. keyboard and mouse. Or not the keyboard and mouse, the keyboard and mixer. <laughs> keyboard confused me for a bit. Yeah, I'm talking about the musical keyboard, oh, not I the see. computer keyboard. Yeah, and so those ports are taken up too. Um, that basically leaves me the two non-Thunderbolt USB-C ports on the front. Well, basically for plugging in and flash drives and such. Oh, yeah, that's... And then the one slight problem with this entire setup idea, this is one computer, but I need it to power five different monitors in right. two different spots. I'm going to need quite the yeah. cabling <laughs> to actually that's get this whole thing set up. Yeah, so, I mean, I have a spot that can fit an M1... I have a spot that can fit a Mac Mini and the Mac or the Mac Studio. Uh, right behind my mixer, there's a blank spot on my uh, amplifier, which is a giant speaker. There's a empty space mm -hmm. that I can set it right on top of. And then also we have to talk about financial reasons as about this. Because first of all, the Mac Studio, the base price is $2,000, but I'm not going to spend just the base two thousand dollars on this thing i'm obviously well, going to spec it up yeah in fact uh let's actually configure this to i want to see how much i would actually spec this up to so uh max studio let's actually go over how i would spec this up because i'm going to spec up a desktop way differently compared to a laptop so my desktop i'm going to go m1 max um now here's the thing it's $2,000, but it still has the binned version of the M1 Max. So it's the 
the 24 core GPU instead mm. of the full 32. And when you work in the manufacturing industry, you know that binned means you're essentially getting a chip that technically isn't up to spec. Right. So because of that, I have to go for the 32 core. Thank goodness it's only a $200 upgrade. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that is kind of expensive, but yeah. Um, base memory, 32 gigs. I'm leaving it at that. Like, I already got 16 gigs. Both of us have 16 gigs, and we've never had memory issues, especially while editing. That's good. So, that's fine. Storage, on the other hand, bare minimum, I'll need a terabyte because I'm managing not just video content, mm -hmm. but also audio content. So, the bare minimum, and honestly, I would probably... If I had money, I would opt for the 8 terabyte option, but that costs, like, $2,000. Scratch that, $2,400. And that would bring the total price tag up to what is right now, $4,600. So I'm not getting the 8 terabytes. I'm going to leave it at the 1 terabyte model. All right, so 1 terabyte. Um, so here's there's a, there is a problem, though. This Mac doesn't come with a keyboard or mouse. Huh. It doesn't. So that means we have to. Actually, if I check out the bag. Oh, yeah, the bag already has it in there. So it does give me options to add the studio display, but we've already been over this. I I can't apply it. So. And it's, oh, I already got it. I, I just forgot. I left it saved here in the bag. Oh, that's cool. That's convenient. Yeah, so. Uh, the total price, because so I'm going to need all of these. I'm going to need to get a keyboard and mouse, but here's the thing. I don't need one keyboard and mouse because I have two right. desks. I need to get two keyboards, uh, two mice. Yeah, that's going to be a... Yeah, so what's the magic key? Yeah, let's spec let's get this configured correctly. Uh, I need a number pad with my magic keyboard, the one with touch ID. And I want that one with touch ID because I okay. like biometric security. So, however, one of those keyboards costs $200. Oh, wow. So get two of them. Right. You're at $400. Um, I need two mice. Hmm. Um, it's $80 per mouse though. Actually they have a, Oh, I forgot to mention the keyboard and mouse. They brought back some yeah. black options. It's actually... Well, the mouse is the same one you get with the Mac right. Pro. Yeah, so the mouse is the same one you get with the Mac Pro. That's the new option. And the new keyboard is color matched to look like it. So they're technically $20 more expensive. Hey, just like the previous oh, Space wow. Gray accessories. Yeah, so... And obviously, I want to get the new ones because why not? Uh, so, uh, $400 for two keyboards, $200 for two mice. I want to get the Magic Trackpad, too, because I've discovered that having the Magic Mouse and a trackpad allows me for very quick and fluid motions through navigating timelines and stuff. So, once again, two trackpads. And one trackpad itself is $150, so that's $300. So bring all of this up, and this is all of the stuff from apple.com. 
we have a grand total of $3,490.58. Oh. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean. That's expensive. And we don't even have our displays yet. Uh, what do you get once you have the display? So I actually need two separate displays because the one I showed you, I need two different ones that yeah. are face amount compatible because there's no room for the monitor stands themselves on my music set. So I need to get face amount compatible ones. And from the looks of it, I mean, this display that I showed you is around 435. Um, let me see. Can I get my list to show? There's my list. All right. Uh, studio list. I've got it bookmarked in here somewhere. Uh, right here. $300 for another display. Same size, nearly same spec, but well, it doesn't have the same color stuff, but once again, this is for an audio set. I'm mm. not working with visuals. So, uh, yeah, 32 inches, 4k and uh, vase amount compatible. So that's, let me break out a calcimator here. Uh, where's my calcimator? Ah, right there. All right, so that is uh, 435 times three. All right. Okay, 1305, please remember this number. And then 300 times 2, 600. All right, so add those together plus 1305. Plus, because, I mean, that's just getting the monitors now. Um, plus $3,490.58. Holy crap. What? How much is that? $5,395.58. Well, you're not getting that. I am not getting that. That is way too expensive. Right. And we don't even have the cabling to connect these things. Yeah, that's going to be even more, so. I can't justify it. I, mean, I can't do it. So Apple has created this new, honestly, it's a really great Mac, Mac Studio. Well, it's just too much. It's yeah. just, I cannot integrate this. And now a Apple has actually screwed me now because I'm looking for, uh, well, I was looking for an iMac for the desktop so that way I don't have to pay for three monitors and a separate box. Yeah. I'm screwed. Huh. I'm now screwed. So, that sucks. And I could just get the Mac Studio for the music set because I can't integrate an iMac into that set anyways just because of the form factor. But the problem with that is uh, the Mac Studio's primary focus is it's gone graphics performance, and that's for video editing stuff. But I'm not doing video editing stuff at the music set. Mm -hmm. So... I can't get at the, it's the same exact issue I have with the display. I can't find an application for it. <sighs> it's too expensive to integrate for my video editing setup at my desk, but 
it's got things that I can't take advantage of at the music set. Yeah. I can't justify it. I wouldn't be able to either. And now Apple's even removed the option for... Well, at least they don't have Apple Silicon versions of it. I mean, the 27-inch iMac is gone. They don't sell that new anymore. And I will not buy any Mac that's not from Apple.com. I won't buy a Mac that is not from Apple.com. And the reason for that is because I got scammed the first time I did it. Oh, yeah. So, so not doing that again. And Apple doesn't sell the 27-inch iMac anymore. Mm-hmm. And even if they did, it's still on Intel. It's still... I'm screwed. Basically. I'm screwed, Salt. I'm screwed. Yeah. This sucks. So I'm at least lucky that I am happy with the laptop I have, even though I still wish it had a touch bar. <laughs> yeah. I am not going to give up on that. I am going to continue to harp this thing to death until Apple gives us a touch bar back. What's uh, what's up? It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. This is driving me nuts. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of awful for you. Yeah, this this sucks. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. But anywho, uh, let's talk about something else because that's essentially the Apple event in a nutshell. We already talked about all of the apple products and how i can't fit them into my life basically so let's talk about well samsung uh what about them so they've launched new phones again okay as always because they do their launches usually in february last year was an oddball when they did it in january but we got it in february this time well that's good at least yeah, so we have that back. Um, I'm not excited about them. Uh, why? And th- this is kind of hard for me. This is, I tried to make a video of this so many times, except I ended up scrapping it because I just didn't know where to go with it. So... Hey, this is a podcast. We get to ramble all we want, so mm-hmm. I figured it's best I just do it here. Samsung isn't unique anymore. Uh, and why is that? So, I mean, remember back few five years ago, this was about five years ago or something like that? when we were still in school, how I used to talk about, don't get an iPhone, get a Samsung, because they're the better value. Uh, Is that not true anymore? I mean, yeah, technically it's not true anymore because they're starting to become a lot more iPhone-like. But also, they're not unique anymore. That's, That's the biggest thing. They're not differentiating themselves from the iPhone anymore. So they're just doing what iPhone's doing now. Is that... Pretty much. I mean, I've been noticing this pattern for such a long time, ever since the Note 10 Plus. Or Note 10 and Note 10 Plus, because I guess there's two of them. Yeah, back back in those days when I was trying to say Samsung was the best, and that's just because I honestly thought they were. At the time, 
we didn't see iPhone 10 and then iPhone 10 came out and I switched to I- my opinions to iPhones the best, but before iPhone 10, I was all team Samsung and that's because a they were doing very unique stuff compared to Apple. Yeah. Uh the micro SD card slot. That was something I thought that was really cool. You run out of storage on your phone, well, you don't have to worry anymore. You can just add more storage to your phone when you run out. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about rummaging through your storage or just getting a new phone altogether with more storage. Right. <clears throat> so I like that. Um, Sam- Samsung's designs as well. They used to design the camera bump to be square and in the center of their phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I have a Samsung phone right here. Samsung Galaxy S7. This was one of my favorite Samsung phones. It's outdated now, but the Samsung Galaxy S7 is one of my favorite Samsungs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, it also has some very cool scanners that can detect heart rate and such like that for Samsung's health app. Um, Beside the home button, and I still have this complaint about iPhones. I've never really brought this up, but... Beside the physical home button, there's a recent key and a back key. Huh, yeah. Versus right next to the iPhone home button, there's nothing. It's just the iPhone home button. yeah. I didn't like that because, to me, that's a big waste of space. So, yeah, I was all Team Samsung in this regard. And then the iPhone X came out, and then I... Well, they basically gave me the design and feature set I was looking for. Actually, I discovered iPhone feature set favors me more than Samsung. I still think it's cool to have expandable storage. Oh, yeah. Can I just be honest and say that? Yeah, that's cool. I like that idea. I like that concept. But? So, yeah, um, Samsung got rid of that. They actually got rid of it last year. Huh. So, yeah, it sucks. And basically, ever since the iPhone 10 came out, and I've noticed this with the majority of Androids, Androids used to co- try to copy Samsung and be unique. And what now? Ever since the iPhone 10, now all of a sudden, nope, everyone's trying to copy Apple. Well, that kind of. I mean, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but. After the iPhone 10 came out, have you noticed that so many Android phones are coming out with notches? Or at least came out with notches during that yeah, time? No, <laughs> Nearly every phone came out with that. Samsung has been... They stayed reluctant and decided to continue to go in their own direction for at least a couple more years. Because, I mean, with the S8 and S9, they basically just kept the thicker bezel at the top right and then with the s10 they went to the camera hole which i really do not like yeah so they continue to be unique in that regards and they still kept to their own design languages but then all of a sudden in august of 2019 they did something that was not samsung like at all and what would that be? With the Note 10 and Note 10 Plus, first of all, I'm, I was really mad that they came out with a Note 10 and Note 10 Plus because Note is supposed to mean the ultimate Samsung. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. But anywho, uh, yeah, that's beside the point. Uh, ranting about this back then, when that came out. Yeah, but here's the thing: take Google a picture of the Note 10 right now. Okay. Um. Note 10. I'm actually gonna get one up for the visuals as well. I haven't pulled up. Uh, Note 10. All right. Uh, I almost got it pulled up for our video feed. All right. Here we go. Note 10. What does that look like to you? Hard than a phone. Does it look a little similar to, I don't know, an iPhone XS Max or something like that? You know what? I'm kind of seeing it now. Yeah. That doesn't look like a Samsung. I guess not. Yeah, kind of looks like 10s Max. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can find a picture of a side by side between the Note 10 and the S10. Um. Okay, I'm not seeing one. Let, I'll just change it to. In the search. Um. S10 and Note 10. There we go. Here's a good, here's a good comparison. That, unfortunately, my visual thing is blocking, but, um, let me see. Oh, there we go. All right, now it's in frame. All right. Can you get a picture of the S10 next to the Note 10? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have the two side by side. Which one looks more like a Samsung to you? I mean, the one with, with Samsung on, on the back. <laughs> Doesn't the S10 look more like a Samsung phone than the Note 10? Well, yeah, now that you say it, yeah. It does! Because take a look at the S10. Square design camera bump. It has the health sensors and all that stuff mm -hmm. that Samsung really likes. What's this? No, one sec. Uh, where's my remote? I need a... I have my remote from my space heater somewhere. Um, oh, I left it over there. One sec. Got a remote for my space heater, only to discover I live on the other side of the room. All right, so. Uh, yeah, I, I just, it's absolute, I, Samsung's not being original anymore. They're literally copying an iPhone design. It looks exactly like my iPhone XS Max, aside from those three dots aside from it. Uh, yeah, there you go, point. And then when you look at the S20 series, hmm, doesn't that square, giant square camera bump, I don't know, look a little similar to somebody else's? Gee, I wonder, wonder who, where that came from. <laughs> They're not being original anymore. They're not being unique. They're not being the Samsung that I used to know. The Samsung that I knew used to stick out of the crowd like a sore thumb. And what I mean by stick out of the crowd like a sore thumb is a good thing because I used to like Samsung's a lot. And even when I decided iPhone is 
more meant for me. I still liked Samsung phones and appreciated for what they've been making. But ever since that note, it's not been the case. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I'm not excited for the S22 series that's now out. Right. I mean, the S22 Ultra is basically a Note now. They've killed off the Note 9. Note 9. Note line. Yeah. Yeah, so the Note line is gone. And it's sad. Samsung isn't being Samsung anymore. They're just being another one of those iPhone copycats. Yeah, that's sad. Competition is good, but it's not good when you're basically offering the exact same product without anything to differentiate yourselves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Samsung, you lost my interest. Oh, and I also have in the notes, Tab S8. Um... There's one cool thing about the Tab S8 that they've released, and it's the Tab S8 Ultra. First of all, it is not an ultra performer. Better get that clear mm. right now. It's still got the same performance as, I think, the... What is it powered by? Is it powered by... I don't remember. All I know is it's not as powerful as the iPad Pro, especially because the iPad Pro has an M1 chip in it. Mm-hmm. In fact, no, it's not even as powerful as the iPad Air. But the cool thing about this, you know how I value screen real estate? Yeah. I know. Samsung is now offering a tablet in a 14-inch display size compared to Apple's 12.9. Oh, wow. I like that. I like screen real estate. Except am I going to buy it? Probably not. Nope. And it has nothing to do with processing power. The iPad is already overkill in terms of processing power. The problem is it's Android. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already have my problems with Android. I, I, I often make a big deal. I like to make fun of, well, <laughs> Android doesn't know how to shut up. You get a million notifications. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, it will not. <laughs> I don't like Android in that. And as I've discovered, Android apps on tap on tablets, they're just not good. They're not. They're very low quality to be honest. Well, I guess you're not getting that then. So yeah. I mean the best I mean Samsung has remember the Samsung Dex that we talked about a few years ago? Oh no. Uh, it's basically, with the phones, it'll turn, it can basically turn your layout into more of a desktop-friendly layout that you can project onto a bigger screen. Well, with the Samsung Galaxy Tab series, the their tablets, the screens are big enough that they can basically, well, display Samsung Dex on the built-in screens. Effectively trying to turn them into laptops, though we all know this. Tablets make terrible laptops. Do not at me about this. We've tried. We've tried so many times. And it just... Tablets are terrible laptops. So, 
It's cool because of the screen size, but basically doesn't run anything that well. So. All right, that's enough Samsung stuff. And before we go here, I need to discuss a bit of an issue that I've discovered. And it's not MacBook related. It's actually application yeah. related. iMovie. I'm having a few iMovie uh, bugs. Like what? So, th surprisingly enough, I've only discovered it's consistent with my intro and outro sounds. The graphics are fine. All the visuals are fine. And my background music, for the most part, has been fine. It's just my intro and outro sound clips. Mm, um... It's base. It's basically ending the clips too early. Uh, does it do this all the time? Like every time? All the time. I cannot work around it unless I basically recreate them in iMovie. Uh, that's weird. Um... Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I. This is not a MacBook problem. This is definitely an iMovie problem. Uh, have you tried a different editing software? Do you have a different editing one? I mean, I have access to two now. DaVinci Resolve is free. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I've, I've been getting ready to do some experimentation with that. But also, um, you use Adobe Premiere, right? Uh, sometimes, yes. Question. Why does... You know how when you delete a clip after cutting out, like, say, a silence or something? Why is it when you delete a clip, there's this giant gap of space between... Well... <laughs> Do you know what I'm asking? Uh, so you have to manually move the clip so the... Yeah! Yeah. Why do I have to do that? I don't know. That's so slow and so time-consuming. Well, you're just making the intro and that. No, I want to try editing the entire videos on either Premiere or DaVinci Resolve, just so I don't have this issue. But I, I tried out Premiere. I now have access to Premiere... Yeah. I'll be it'll be for a short time, but I do have access to Premiere now, and I tried it out. But the second I deleted a clip from it, I just noticed why is there this? Oh gosh, there's this giant space here, and I'm gonna have a gazillion of them. Syncing this up is gonna be an absolute nightmare. Mm -hmm. Adobe Premiere users, how do you use it? I mean, it does help when you don't edit that much videos anymore yeah but oh who thought that was a good idea i don't know i mean are you trying to insert black like transition fade to black or something like that but even then if you want to do that just drag a black background into the space it does the same thing and you can actually choose whether to have it or not versus Try to get rid of all of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I've already had bad experiences with... I tried Premiere 5, I think. We had a copy of Premiere 5. Yeah. Except it was so bad. 
It was so bad. Yeah, first of all, it crashed every single time. Um, and when I exported my videos, I had this black frame around it. Oh, that's weird. I couldn't get rid of it. Huh. Did you search up any solutions to that? I checked every single setting within that application. There was nothing I could do about the frame. So, yeah, I've already had a bad experience with Premiere in the first time. So, now that I'm trying again with the latest version, why is Premiere this bad? This is it is. And there are so many people out there who swear by Premiere. Yeah. And I don't get it because, first of all, it's now more time-consuming to sync all of these clips after you deleted out the silences or the bad takes whatever fits the bill for that mm -hmm. and also it's still just as crashy as before i mean i haven't had it crash yet but still so many people have also reported that adobe premiere still crashes yeah. why is it this bad I don't know. i'm asking uh someone who's used premiere before why is it this bad Yeah, it's so bad. So, yeah, Premiere is a no-go. I gave it a try, and after just my terrible experiences with it, I'm sorry. I, it's a no-go for me. So, I'm trying... I'm going to get ready to try DaVinci Resolve. Except I've already had a bit of a... Uh, something's not right feeling again. And it's basically the way that the playhead... The way you move the playhead. I do not like the way DaVinci does it. How, how do you do it? It's basically... The playhead is fixed in place. And you're scrolling the timeline along. Versus... Versus an iMovie. How you can scroll along the timeline. But also move the playhead itself. So it's fixed at the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Th at least that's what I've seen so far. I really hope that's not the case because I really do not like that style of editing. Mm, yeah. it, it, it's it's restrictive. It's restrictive. Yeah. So I already got miffed by that. I'm going to see if there's a setting to turn that off or whatever. At least it is able to sync the clips after you delete them. I discovered that so far. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so it's got that taken care of, but... Unlike Premiere. Why is Premiere so bad? I don't get it. But once again, um, I'm not liking DaVinci just yet. Primarily because of the UI. Right. I, I don't like the format on where they've located all the tools and such so far. I mean, it's just something that I'd have to get used to. New software. And this is like professional grade software that I'm trying. Not just... Well, basic iMovie that I've been using for years now. And it's free. So. Yeah. So, if I can get past it, I might go to Resolve. But honestly, I think I'm going to end up leaning more towards Final Cut. Because, it, yeah, it's just iMovie, but better. It, it's basically iMovie, but a much more professional version. Right. Like, you can edit up to 18 streams of 4K footage, or not 4K, 8K footage, depending on what Mac you use. Yeah. 
Yeah, which was pretty good. Yeah, so I'm thinking of switching to Final Cut. All right. Fair enough. And the best part is um, I discovered there's a bundle for the student discount. So remember how I got my laptop with the student discount? Yeah. So it turns out that bundle with it packages well not just final cut but it'll package final cut with basically all of their other paid software which includes logic pro a music edit editing tool i can use hmm. um main stage which i highly doubt because it's designed for live performances which i don't really give right. um motion for animation which will be much better than just using keynote oh yeah <laughs> um and compressor Hmm. it'll bundle all of this for the same price as logic pro two hundred dollars well that's not so bad then. yeah that is a package i'm pretty much gonna buy yeah at this point because i mean premiere i don't like it da vinci not it's fine but it's not to my preference I've just gotten so used to iMovie and Apple's editor's design. It's, I think I'm just going to go to Final Cut. Yeah. That and when I get that, I'm going to get Logic Pro as well within that bundle. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Messed up. Anyone out there who uses Premiere, please tell me why is Premiere this bad? I mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. All right. Well, is that all we have to talk about? Well, I don't see anything else on our notes, aside from an outro. Well, yeah, we have that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, no, not really. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty much out of ideas too. Yeah. Other than I am parched. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what time is it? Oh, two fourteen. I gotta get in the shower to get ready for church. Oh, well then, well then, yeah. Let's wrap yeah. this up then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, it's daylight savings now too. Oh yeah, not too. Daylight savings. Gas is stupid expensive. <laughs> That's really about it. Um, yeah, pretty much. All right, so let's actually roll this outro now. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Alpha and Salt. Be sure to check out anything we have in the description and be advised that both audio and video versions of these episodes have their own perks. So please consider checking out the other platform as well. Also consider checking out the rest of the The rest of the Random Alpha Network. English. Alright, and until next time. Alpha DeWolf, signing out. <laughs>